To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> Word of God upon which we base our message on this 23rd Sunday after Pentecost is the gospel for today from Luke chapter 21. You heard it read before. I recall just these words. <clears throat> and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these things begin to happen, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is near. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, truly, who is coming a second time to judge both the living and the dead, my beloved. The word home has sort of a comforting sound about it. Ah, we're home at last, you say as you plop down in your favorite easy chair. Home is where those sweet smells emanating from the kitchen on uh, Sunday lunch. Home is where uh, you, you rake leaves in front of your house. Uh, home is where the kids play in the backyard. Home can also be a relative term for the astronauts that every once in a while have to take a spacewalk to go out and repair some of the solar panels on the space station with their umbilical cord, uh, as they perhaps look down at planet Earth, they say, ah, home is down there. For a GI in some foxhole somewhere around the world, home is, uh, keeps hope alive. Uh, after an air flight out of town or perhaps out of the country, and you're approaching uh, Mitchell Field, and you feel the uh, landing gear lock into place, you say, ah, home again here in Milwaukee. Years back, what was it, 12 years, 15 years ago, when I was not in the parish ministry, every once in a while, just for the pleasure of it, on an early Sunday morning, I would take a ride down to 16th and Burleigh to uh, take a look at the old house. And uh, when I drive up uh, 16th Street north of Burleigh, an eerie feeling sort of came over you. You say, oh, this is home. Where is home for you? Now, before we get too comfortable in our cozy thoughts about home this morning, I have to tell you that... Um, one of my favorite places of home was our summer cottage. Uh, as kids, we would spend time out there June, July, and August. That was our summer home for 50 years. It was a summer home. And the land was sold. My brother and a demolition crew came along and uh, demolished the cottage, and it was gone. Uh, by the grace of God, my brother uh, built a new home on the property. But homes don't last forever. And we really this morning don't have a very comfortable message because 
The words before us from Jesus tell us that the architect of our current dwelling place is going to return very soon as demolition foreman. On a set day, locked in on God's calendar and known only to him, he will return, as our text says, and heaven and earth shall pass away. Now, Jesus' words on this second to the last Sunday of the church year reminds us that this world of ours is only our temporary dwelling place. It's going to be completely destroyed at his return, but you will escape completely unscathed and, and safe if you watch and pray. Now, the words before us this morning were Jesus' answer to a question posed him uh, by his disciples. Uh, <clears throat> apparently, Jesus and his disciples were strolling through the streets of Jerusalem, and the um, disciples looked around, and they said to Jesus, oh, look, at, look at this wonderful temple, isn't it? The architecture and the design is absolutely beautiful, isn't it? It might be sort of like us um, taking a trip to Washington, D.C., and um, passing by all the various different monuments, even maybe seeing the Capitol and the Rotunda, maybe even seeing, seeing the White House, and saying to ourselves, wow, wonderful architecture and designs. Spectacular. Jesus responded, As for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another, every one of them will be thrown down. I mean, imagine if uh, you're walking through Washington, D.C., and Jesus said to you, uh, one, one day is coming, and all this stuff is going to be destroyed. There's no, nothing left but rubble. Wouldn't you want to know how? When's this going to happen? How's it going to happen? By a world war? Mass terrorism? It certainly would have to be something awfully catastrophic to bring all that stuff down. And so Jesus' disciples asked him, Teacher, when will these things happen? And what is the sign when they are about to happen? And so Jesus took the opportunity to address their question, and he actually did it by giving them two answers. Not only did he address the destruction of Jerusalem, he also addressed the destruction of the whole world. When would Jerusalem be totally destroyed? When would the world be destroyed? Jesus did not give his disciples or us any exact dates to look for. But he did give his disciples and us two different kinds of signs to watch for. One sign, kind of sign, would be sort of general indications that, hey, watch because destruction is coming. And the other kind of sign would indicate to us destruction is near, in fact, it's here. The signs that would be ongoing indications that uh, Jerusalem would be destroyed and this world would be destroyed are as follows, and it's sort of a, a summary of what Jesus said. False prophets will come to try to lead us away from Jesus. Wars and revolutions will take place among nations, earthquakes, famines, pestilence, 
persecution for your faith from unbelievers, persecution from your faith even from family members. And these are all signs to remind us that this place is not our permanent re residence. And so I ask you, have you seen any of these signs? And the answer is, of course, you have. Hurricanes, the California wildfires, the same old names, Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, Turkey, atheistic ridicule and challenges of our Christian values, multiplication of new and ever more weird ideas by so-called Sunday morning TV preachers. All the signs are there. And they remind us that each day we are one day closer to that predetermined moment by God when time will end and eternity will begin. And then Jesus also talks about the immediate signs of destruction. For the Jews of Jesus' day, Jesus said, when you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, let those in the city get out, let those in the country not enter the city, for this is the time of vengeance in fulfillment of all that has been written. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times that the Gentiles are fulfilled. What about the immediate signs for the destruction when this destruction of this world is near and here? Jesus also says that. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. <clears throat> on the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Tsunamis, international anguish and terror, the universe crumbling, the stars and the planets falling down. And Jesus says at that time they will see the Son of Man coming with power and great glory. And when that day happens, and it, when it arrives, there will be two reactions some by unbelievers who have rejected Jesus, and another reaction by believers who have been faithful to him during their lifetime. For those unfaithful to the Lord Jesus, they will call upon the mountains to fall on them and the hills to cover them, and they won't be able to escape. But how about you? What will your reaction be? Jesus tells us about the way to escape. He says, Stay alert, watch, and pray so that your hearts do not become weighed down by carousing, drunkenness, and worries. He's talking about people who reject and eject Jesus from their life completely and create idols, which lead to nothing but worry and sometimes despair. But Jesus says, you watch and you pray. Watch the signs, recognizing that this place is not your permanent home. Watch and pray and be ready to leave at all times. Well, how do you get ready to leave at all times? Well, one of the ways is by being dressed for travel at all times. 
St. Paul says, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. <clears throat> take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Watch and pray. Watch, stay alert by staying close to God and his holy sacraments so that he may dwell in your hearts by faith. And then pray, thanking your gracious Heavenly Father every day for sending his Son to die for you and to rise again to guarantee you of everlasting life. Because then when the day arrives, what will your reaction be? When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is near. No fear, no anxiety. The last day when things are falling all down all around you, we recognize, but it's just Jesus coming to take us home. At the, at the beginning of the message this morning, I ask you, uh, what's home for you? Where is home? I'd like to change the illustration just a little bit uh, before I talked about our family uh, summer home, that cottage. Uh, there was a reason for mentioning that because uh, my sainted father, that was uh, his favorite place to be. And I remember that when we were little kids, every once in a while we would ask my dad, Dad, can we go camping? Uh, maybe get an RV or a trailer or something. He said, camping? I camped for three years in Europe during World War II. I'm never camping again. And so he bought the cottage. But for those of you who do camp, picture this rather bizarre illustration. You're in your tent or trailer or RV, and all of a sudden you smell gas, either natural or propane, it doesn't matter. And you get out of there as soon as you can, and as soon as you're maybe 200, 300 feet away, you look back and your trailer explodes. Needless to say, you just lost everything. What would your reaction be? Well, after you recognize, well, we have insurance coverage and none of us died, we're all okay, and we'll find some transportation. You probably say, it was okay, it was only a tent. And by the way, we were going home anyway. But don't you see, it's not the smell of gas. But there are signs all around us. It's getting really close. It's almost time to go home. We remember the last words of Holy Scripture. The words of Jesus, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, and take us home. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.